0: Matthew 6, and verse 25, the the theme of our year is is Operation 2020 Vision. That's, that's That's our theme for the year. Now, what we're going to do is Use sub themes every month. So, we're going to have a new sub theme every month, or we may use that same sub theme bi monthly, based on how long we feel uh, we need to stay within that study. But we want to go off of this theme here Operation 2020 Vision. And operation simply means uh, act, action, function and uh, we're going to function out of the directions that are given and we're going to walk in truth and walk by faith all right okay every month will be sub theme this month our sub theme is operation seek god first operation seek god first as you saw in Matthew 6.33. Now, this morning what I want to do is speak on the subject Operation Put God First. Now, there's a difference. I'll explain that in the lesson. Operation Put God First. All right? Now, you're doing good because you started off by being here the first Sunday. It's going to be imperative uh, if we're going to accomplish some other things this year. Uh, you're going to have to be available, and you're going to have to be here uh, so that we can do what we need to do, not just on Sundays and Wednesdays, but any other time that we might set something uh, for the church. And uh, so Operation Put God First, lesson title for this morning, month's theme, Operation Seek God First, theme for the year, Operation 2020. Vision based off Proverbs 29, verse 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. Matthew 6, notice verse 30 through 33. The Bible says, Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, Shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what withal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. Notice that word seek. The Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need Of all these things. But seek ye first. The kingdom. Of the basilea. Of God. And his righteousness. And all these things. Shall be added. Unto you. Shall we bow. And shall we pray. Our father and our God. We your children come humbly before your throne of grace at this time recognizing that you are higher than what we are you are holier than what we are we ask that you would forgive us please for our sins for we are ever mindful we're human beings we're creatures of the earth and we do sin and we make mistakes and we say things wrong we think the wrong things we do things wrong we we go wrong places we ask that you forgive us for our sins please father Be with us in this worship. Now that we have cast our sins before your throne, now, Father, we can worship you in spirit and in truth. We pray that you may bless each person here today, that we do those things that will please God and that will set us free. Father, clear our minds, our thoughts. We ask that you would just be with this worship, and when we say amen, that God will receive our worship in spirit and in truth. Be with all of the men who will work in your service today. Strengthen them, bless them, encourage them. Bless their minds to be sincere and genuine when they serve in the Lord's house. Be with the people of God who receive your word. Receive your service by these men. And we, Father, together can do it in spirit and in truth. Be with thy man's servant as he proclaims your word, that those things he speaks will be things of truth. Forgive us, please, for our sins. In Jesus' name, amen. Matthew chapter 5, he opens up with what is called the Sermon on the Mount. And he deals with the Sermon of the Mount in chapter 5, chapter 6, chapter 7. And let me give you just a backdrop and just an outline that you can understand a little bit better chapter 5, Jesus deals with kingdom principles. All right? He deals with kingdom principles, what he does. He talks about principles that should be incorporated in our lives by being part of the kingdom. Now, work with me just for a while that we may catch some running speed here. He talks about kingdom principles. Now, he deals with... Kingdom attributes. And he deals with kingdom actions. Now the kingdom attributes are. uh, Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. Those are the kingdom attributes. But then there's the kingdom actions. Now. The kingdom actions are based on are predicated upon kingdom attributes. Because we have a spirit where we mourn of things in the world that is of sin. Because we have a poor spirit, that's a spirit of humility. Because we hunger and thirst after righteousness. Because we have mercy to obtain mercy. Because we have those attributes, we can now perform kingdom actions. Now, what are the two kingdom actions in Matthew 5? Stay with me now. Matthew 5, the kingdom actions is, let your light shine before men. That they may see your what? Good works. That's all based and predicated upon kingdom what? Attributes. Then he says, be salt to the earth. Right? Those are the two kingdom actions. Based on the attributes, I can let my light shine. Based on the attributes, I can be salt to the earth. And so he deals with Matthew chapter 5 with kingdom principles. How should we live? How should we behave in the kingdom? Then he moves to chapter 6. And in chapter 6, what he does, he deals with some models. How shall we model Christ in the kingdom? Well, he talks about you ought to model truth. We'll talk about that in just a while. Model giving, model prayer, model monies. He talks about modeling how to give. He says in Matthew six, if you know Matthew chapter six, he talks about don't don't speak of what you give publicly, because that might be the only reward that you're going to get. He says, When you give, give quietly or privately. You don't have to boast. About what you're giving. And then he talks about praying. He talks about don't boast in your prayers. And then he uses another thing. Don't babble in your prayer. Don't pray the same prayer over and over. Or the same things in your prayer. Repeating them over and over again. He says no. He said don't boast about your praying. And he says do not babble in your praying. And then he talks about how you are to model if you plan to fast some of us can't afford to fast like myself um, now I'm only messing with that fasting he says don't boast about your fasting the Pharisees would boast about their fasting they wouldn't they wouldn't wash their faces they wouldn't comb their hairs they wanted people to see oh he must be oh she must be fasting God says no 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 God says, when you fast, clean yourself up. Wash your face, comb your hair. It's not about folk in the public knowing what you're doing. It's about God in private knowing what you're doing. But you can't fast the right way unless you understand what fasting is all about. Then he talks about motto, giving. Then he talks about God and gold or God and mammon. God and mammon. You can't serve, you can't serve two masters. Matthew 6, around 24, I believe. You can't, you got to choose. In other words, I like what he does here. Just work with me. We'll get to where we need to be. He says, you can't serve two masters. You're either hate one and love the other. You can't serve two. I know, I know you try to do it, but you can't do it. It is impossible to serve two masters. You cannot do it. Either you will love one and hate the other. You know what? You can't love both of them with the same amount of measure. Because if that would be the case, there must be a lie somewhere. You might be lying to this one and holding true to that one. But you cannot serve two masters. And in the text he's talking about, you cannot serve God and money. You got to make up your mind which one are you going to seek. And then in chapter 7. Do you see the outline? I'm just giving it to you. Chapter 7, what he does, he closes the Sermon on the Mount and he talks about if you need something, ask God. That's chapter 7. He says, you ought to know how to treat your, your neighbors. That's chapter 7. He says, you, you need to know how to live for your heavenly Father. That's chapter 7. All right? Now, that's the outline 5, 6, and 7. He talks about principles. In the kingdom he talks about priorities in the kingdom he talks about practices in the kingdom he talks about perspectives that's all in the kingdom all right i just wanted to give you just the outline on that matthew chapter 6 though verse number 24 let me do this i want you to read for me brother Steph. matthew chapter 6 verse 25 rather matthew 6 and verse number 25 if, if 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 you if you got your own copy of God's word, just say Amen. Matthew six and verse number twenty-five. Uh, watch this
1: here. He says what? Therefore. Therefore. I, therefore. What? I say unto you. I say unto you. Read. Take no thought of for your life. <SSSSSSSSR> read. What ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink. <SSSSSR> read on. Nor yet for your body, uh-huh, read. what ye shall put on, read. is not the life more than meat, Read on. and the body than raiment. Uh-huh, read, behold, verse 26. Behold, behold. the fowls of the air, uh-huh. for they sow not, neither do they reap, uh-huh, nor gather into barns. Uh-huh. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Read on. Are they not more, much better than thee?
0: Read 27.
1: Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? Twenty-eight. And why take ye through thought for raiment? Uh-huh. Consider the lilies of the field. Read. How they grow. Read. They toil not. Neither do they spin. Read on, twenty-nine. And yet I say unto you. Read. That even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now watch
0: this here. Now you see what God is doing here? You see what he's doing? We're talking about, remember chapter six, trust. What's your model? Trust. I told you giving, your model. Money, your model. Prayer, your model. All of those things. Trust is in there. Now, we didn't break down the trust, but what I want you to know is why should I trust God? A number of us have a problem with trust when it comes to God. If you're going to be a Christian, you're going to have to learn. Trust must become a part of your practice. Uh, He says and yet say unto you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now what he wants you to understand is are you not more than than the birds and flowers? Is it your body more than clothes? Is it Is it your life more than food? We have to learn to trust God. This year we're going to have to learn to trust God. Each person, each family, each marriage, this church must learn how to trust God. I'll say this. We are in an imperfect world. We are in a problematic world. This is not a perfect world. So every day... We get up to try to fix something in this world. And I want you to know that we in the church, each and every day, when there's no storms in our life, we must prepare for battle. We must train for battle. We must equip ourselves for the storms before the storms comes our way. So right now and other days and months, you and I are preparing for what? For battle you and I are equipping ourselves for the storm. You and I are preparing for the wars of life that you and I cannot see today, but God can clearly see for tomorrow. You train for those things. When I was in the military, they would tell us that, that when we play, played soldiers in the fields and I had a unit, we would go in the field oftentimes, and if it wasn't for that unit, I probably would still be in the army today, but we were going to field oftentimes, and uh, you uh, was there at hood uh, there, and you know about training, and, and I was at Bragg, and, and I know about training, and everybody on those posts knows about training. We did stuff in preparation for war. We didn't wait for Kuwait and Iraq to happen train when it comes you train prior to so right now we are in what we are in training for storms now some of us will go through certain storms this year we don't know what what the storm might be we don't know what it what what the magnitude of the storm we don't know the outcome of the storm But you can rest assured that some of us are gonna deal with storms and all of us are gonna deal with clouds in our lives and sometime the rain is gonna rain harder in your yard than it rains in mine's and sometime it will rain harder in mine's than it's raining in yours. But I gotta prepare the family for shelter prior to the storm. You don't travel to Kansas and start building An underground shelter when the hurricane is on top of you, or the tornado route is on top of you. You do it before time. Why can I trust God? Don't your your faith get low sometimes? This side was a little louder. Let me move right over here. Your faith gets low sometimes. Not that you don't have any faith at all in anything, but sometimes your faith gets low. And trust is a necessity when you're walking with God. You, you have to trust him. But my point this morning is, why can I trust God? And I'll give you three points. Well, that's not true. I can't give you the three points today. I'll give you the first point today. And I'll look at the other points next Sunday. But I, I can only do one today. I can only do one today. Because I, I don't know, I, I might catch a heart attack if I do the other two. Now, you, you, you don't understand. You, you, you don't understand this one. That's why I ask you to move my face, Glory. Because when you are so excited when God gives you something. See, y'all don't know about, I, see, I, everywhere I go, I'm the same. Remember one of the elders in New Orleans said, I'm animated. Well. That, that might be true. But I'm so excited about when God gives me something. To communicate to the people of God. That's who you are, right? The people of God. To communicate to the people of God. But if the man of God never spends no time with God, then we can never communicate what God wants you to hear and to know. So I want to give you these three things. Uh, i just give you the outline today. I won't touch the second one. Point number one is, I can trust God because he provides me with information. I just want to jump all over the building just with that one. He provides me with information. Point two, he provides us with illustrations. I can't even touch that one today. It is off limits. Number three. Based off him providing us with information, providing us with illustrations, he presents us an invitation. See, I, I, I knew y'all were going to do it, but that's all right. That's all right. That's all right. Give me back, Brother Kemp, right quickly. Give me verse 25 again. Let's see if I can show you this. The information.
1: Watch what he says, but itself. Read for me quickly therefore I say therefore, I say unto you information read on take no thought for your life uh-huh, read what on ye, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink read nor nor yet for your body read. What, what ye shall put on information read is not the life more than meat information read and the body more than raiment information stop right there God has given you information
0: why you should be able to trust him what is the information God says, What you shall drink, what you shall eat, nor ye for your body, what ye shall put on, is not the life more than meat, information. The body than raiment, information. Verse 26,
1: watch this here, read, Behold, Behold, the fowls of the air.
0: Stop right here. The fowls of the air. What are fowls? Birds. The
1: fowls of the air, read. For they sow not. For they sow not, reap. Neither do they reap, they don't reap, read, nor gather into barns. In other words,
0: they don't go out to work, they don't plant no seeds, they don't do that kind of stuff. He says, Neither do they reap nor gather into barns. Do you see? Information. I can trust him based off of his information. Read.
1: Yet your heavenly father feeded them.
0: Yet God feeds them. Now, they still have to be active now. They're not idle. They still have to be active. But the point he wants you to know about the fowls of the air, they don't have a nine to five. They get what they get, not based off what they do, but based off what God does
1: for them. 27. 27. Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? Information.
0: You can't grow from your worry. Stop worrying, it ain't gonna help you to grow. It ain't gonna put more money in your pocket, it ain't gonna cause you to get taller, it ain't gonna help you, stop worrying. Infirmate, why can I trust him? Based off of his information, 27, 28. And why take ye
1: thought for raiment?
0: Watch the information, y'all. Why take ye thought for for clothes? Why are you worrying about what you gonna put on? He already talked about
1: food and drink. Read, he says what? Consider the lilies. Now consider the
0: the flowers. He already
1: gave you what? The birds. Files. Read, he says. How they grow. How they grow. Read. They tall not. They don't work not. Read. Neither do they spin. They don't even spin. Read. And yet yet I say unto you. And yet I say unto you what? That even Solomon. Even Solomon. In all his glory. In all of his glory. Was not arrayed. arrayed Like one of these. Like one of these. Come on verse 30 read. Wherefore if God so clothed. Wherefore if God so clothed what? The grass of the field. The grass of the field. Information. Information.
0: Why? I can trust him. Information. The provided information God gives to me causes me to trust him. Read on, watch. Which
1: today is. Which today is. And tomorrow is cast. And tomorrow is cast into the what? Into the oven. Into
0: the oven. In other words, you
1: see see flowers, sometimes they come up, and then they're gone by the day. And
0: then watch at the end of the day. He says, shall he not what?
1: Much more clothe you, O ye of little faith.
0: Information. How many birds come to your house at your doorstep waiting for you to feed them? Unless you feed them. How many flowers are at your door? Unless you got them in pots. God take care of those
1: flowers. God take care of those lilies, those flowers. Look at the last part. Therefore, uh-huh. take no thought, saying, what shall we eat? Or, what shall we drink? Uh-huh. Or, wherewithal shall we be clothed? Reap. read 32. For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. Now watch this here. Those who are. Unchurched, unchristlike, this is what
0: they do. They worry about what they're going to put on. That's why they bust their tails nine to five every day, overtime, even missing the Lord's worship, because they're concerned about what they're going to wear, what they're going to eat, and what they're going to drink they're concerned about it to the point where they worry about it and they seek after it and that's why he tells us in Matthew chapter 6 and 24 you can't serve two masters you got to make up your mind are you going to serve God or are you going to serve money which one is more vital to you which one is more significant and important in your life is it money or is it God is it gold or is it the Lord and he wants us to know here Gentiles behave like this information causes us to be able to trust him read the next
1: part for your heavenly father
0: for your heavenly father you see what he says not just your father but your heavenly father read on know it that ye
1: have need
0: of god all these things that you have what need. need don't you know god knows what you need and don't you know god knows how much you need if you have a three member household God knows exactly what you need. If you have a five member household, don't you know exactly? God knows exactly what you need. You don't have to kill yourself working for the man. And kill your spiritual self away from God. Information causes us to trust Him based off of His information. Watch this for yourself. Keep reading.
1: But seek ye first. But do what? Seek ye first. But
0: seek ye first. First. Seek ye first. God is not a second class God. He's first or nothing at all. God comes before your wife. He comes before your husband. He comes before your job. He comes before your little girl. He comes before your sons. He comes before your mama. He comes before your daddy. He comes before everything. God must be first. Watch this here. He tells us that the Gentiles seek after clothes, drink, and food. But he says, I don't want you seeking those things first. Not that you don't seek them, but don't put them over me. You can seek a job. You can seek money. But make sure that you prioritize these things in your life. Don't ever put anything or anybody over God. That's why he says, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. Now this word kingdom here deals with. Rule. It deals with God's reign in his kingdom. It deals with God's rule. It's the word basileia. It's God's rule. Somebody said, now preaching, now wait a minute. I thought the kingdom was the church. Well, it is. But it's not the whole thing. The basileia and the ecclesia is two different things. The ecclesia is the church, the called out of God. The basileia, the kingdom. Is the rule and the reign of God. The rule and the reign of God, the kingdom, is where everything that God rules over, all those things that exist. When you go to Ephesians, don't go there. You see he'll talk about all of those things that are named in heaven and in earth. Everything that exists under the power of God is part and the makeup of the kingdom of God. And so when you look at this here, he wants us to seek first the power of God. The rule and the reign of God. You see, the church will exist forever. But Christ, 1 Corinthians, tells us that he will put down the reign in the kingdom. And deliver up to the Father. You see, but the kingdom of God will exist even when this world is destroyed. So in other words, he's telling us that what we're seeking is not temporary. What we're seeking is eternal. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. Watch this. And his what? You got to act right. You have to act right. You have to produce and provide some righteous living. You can't expect. Brother well, But I'm putting the kingdom first. I'm putting the church first. But you ain't acting right. You are acting hellish misbehaving and misconducting yourself. God ain't promised you nothing. If you don't put those things together, seek God first and seek the righteous acts of God in your life. When you do right and put God before others, God says, then I'm going to take care of you. That's his promise. Myself, read that last part for me there. And what?
1: and his righteousness and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you
0: all of these things shall be added unto you clothes some of y'all got so much clothes (laughs) so so much clothes I'm, i'm serious and then we got the nerve enough to say we broke we got so much stuff. And you broke. Brother says, as long as you got things, you ain't never broke. Don't you know those things are worth something? They cost something? Or oh, you may not get the value of them, but you get something for them. But you broke. And you got 20 suits in your closet. And you broke. And sister, you talking about the shoes and the heels that you got in yours. We can become literally a Macy's and a J.C. Penney's if we took all of the shoes our sister girls had in here today. But we broke.
1: Verse 34. Watch this. Take therefore. Take therefore no thought. No thought for tomorrow. Watch this here.
0: For tomorrow shall take. Watch this here. Take no thought for tomorrow. The world will provide us with problems all day. You, you ain't going to stop them. They're going to keep coming. You might as well just make some adjustments. Problems are coming. That tests life. But God is saying, while your problems come, God will make provisions while you're in your problems. Have you ever been in a storm and you worried about getting out of the storm, but then God bring you through the storm? Huh? And, and while you're worried about coming out of the storm, He's moving you. Do the storm. Huh? Have you ever met? God, that's what the verse is talking about. God is saying, as long as you take your thoughts, I will do mine. I can trust him based off of his information that he's given me. Listen, he says, read on, Brother Steph. There's a point I want to make in there. Read. He says what? For, for, shall for take-
1: the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Yeah, read. Sufficient until the day is the evil thereof.
0: Okay, watch this here. Tomorrow going to bring us problems of its own. Today has enough problems of its own for you to be worried about some more problems over there. Why borrow trouble from the future? Why you borrow trouble from the future? You don't know what tomorrow going to be like. Why you worrying about tomorrow? Don't borrow no trouble for today. Let tomorrow's trouble be tomorrow's trouble. You can only handle today's trouble. You can't handle today's and tomorrow and next week. Some of us be worried about next month. How am I going to do it? Man, I don't worry about next month. I worry about seeking the kingdom first and its righteousness. And I let God worry about that other stuff. You're worrying yourself sick about next month. Next month is even here yet. Why are you worrying about that? That's God's job. Now that's, that's point one. Let me give you the sub points. I told you I couldn't get to the second one. Sub points. You know God. You know God. I know y'all think I'm going to preach a whole lesson. It ain't going to be long. I know y'all. You know God. God shares with us some things in three tenses. In three tenses. In three tenses. I want you, I, I. I I can quote it, but I want you to read that. Get for me, Psalm 37. I want you to watch this verse. Very familiar verse. We quote it forward and backwards. Forward and backwards. But I want to show you God is going to speak in three tenses. That's why we can trust him. Because he speaks in three tenses. God speaks in past tense, present tense, and future tense. I'm going to show you the first tense show you past tense. The reason why I can trust God, because God has provided us past tense information. Watch the information. Psalm, I didn't give you the verse. Psalm 37, verse 25. Psalm 27, 37, verse 25. Watch this here. Very familiar verse. Amen, somebody? Very familiar. Look at it. Very familiar, right? Watch the reading. But Stephanie he says, I have been young. I have been young. And now am old. S- now stop right there. I can trust him based off of what information correct now I'm seeing I can trust him based off of past information. God will speak to us past tense present tense, future tense and I can trust him because God can see things from beginning to End. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Man, I tell you. I can see it. Let let me see if you're going to help me. I can see it. God can see it rather from beginning to end. I can trust Him because God already sees my future. I can trust Him when I lose a spouse, I can trust Him when I lose my job. I can trust him. When I lose my children, I can trust him. When I lose my health, I can trust him. When I lose my money, I can trust him. I can trust God. How and why? Because of the information God has provided to me. And the information he's provided unto me here is past information, but it's true information. I know it's true because David said, first part, I what? I what? I have. I have. What you doing, preacher? I'm showing you why you should be able to trust God in the now, based upon yesterday. Past information. I have been what? David is showing us past tense, present tense, and future tense in his own life in this verse. I have been what? Young. That's past tense in his life, present tense in how he speaks now. I have been what? Young and. When I was young, past tense. Oh present tense. Watch this here. I wish y'all could see this. I have been young.
1: And now I'm old. Read. Yet have I not seen.
0: Yet have I. I'm talking about why can I trust him? Because of the past tense information. Past tense. David is not living now. He's dead. Past tense. But the information he provides us will cause us to trust God. As he trusted God. When he was young, God was with him, he said. And he says, Now I'm old. Read.
1: Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Yet
0: have I not seen the righteous. The righteous. I haven't seen it. He says I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Come on man. I haven't seen it. David is telling you and me. Based off of past tense information. You can trust God, because I know I was young, but now I'm old, but I ain't never seen, never seen, never seen righteous people forsaken.
1: (laughs) Read. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken. The righteous forsaken. Nor his seed.
0: Seek the kingdom first and his righteousness. And
1: (laughs) read your verse. Nor nor his seed. Nor his seed. Begging bread.
0: Fathers, you see why it's important for you to live right. Mothers, you see why it's important for you to live right. David says, I'm a living witness. I'm a living proof. When you live right. In the house. When you live right in the family. When you live right in the marriage. God says even your seed. That's your children. That's your. <laughs> Past tense. Present tense. Give me Matthew 6. Present tense.
1: Give me Matthew 6. Present tense. 33. 33. 33 read 33 when you get it but seek ye first the kingdom of That's God right now seek the kingdom right now and his what and his righteousness right now read and all these things right now read shall be added unto
0: present you. present tense information I can trust him off of past tense information because I've studied and looked at the life of David David says, not only God will take care of the righteous, but the seed of the righteous I will take care of. And then he says, present tense information causes me to trust him. Seek first the kingdom now and his righteousness now. And now all these things shall be added unto you. Anybody up in here ain't got no food? Anybody up in here naked? Huh? I mean raise your hand because if that's true it can only be true one reason you ain't seeking the kingdom first and you ain't performing righteousness because God has already said if you seek first maybe you're seeking it fifth oh let me say this sometime God sometime God Sometime God will break you to position you. Have you ever, see, y'all ain't got to get excited. I just, I just love it. Look, he will break you to position you. Have you ever lost a job because you had the job up here and you had God down here and you lost that job? You lost that job making good money, driving big cars. Wearing fancy clothes. Diamond rings. But you lost your job. God will break you to position you. He ain't breaking you to destroy you. He's breaking you to position you in your proper place. Because you got him here. And your job is right here. And God says I've got to pull him down. Because if I don't pull him down. He ain't going to never see it. And if he never sees it. He will destroy himself and his soul. But God will pull you down just to position you where you need to be. Past tense information. I was young, but now I'm old. Young folk, don't get caught up on yourself. Life ain't over. It ain't finished with you yet. I know you got them little rocks up in here. Huh? Huh? I know you got, I know you can make them, I know you can make your chest jump back and forth. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Colby, I know. But 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 look around you. Look around you. There's some folk older than you. They used to be young. But they're old now. But they can witness that they never seen the righteous forsake you. Oh, it's good when you're young, isn't it? Come on and say amen when you can. Oh, you strong. Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. Huh? You're strong, but you're not going to stay like that. Past tense information causes me to trust God. Present tense information causes me to trust God. Get for me Hebrews 13. Hebrews 13. And uh, I think I ran around verse number. 7, let me check right quickly. Hebrews 13, I want that God will never forsake me, never leave me. If you find it before me, Steph, make mention of it. Hebrews 13. And, uh, say again? Not that one. Back up there, back up 7, around verse 7 or 5. Keep reading there. Around you'll come down to it. Let me find I'm trying to get to it. I'm talking about the... Future tense, future tense, future tense, future tense. Watch this here. Let's see here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's see here. I'm scanning, I'm scanning, I'm scanning down here. I'm scanning down here. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, gimme give, give me verse eight. Give me verse eight right quickly. Go ahead and read that, Brother Steph.
1: Jesus Christ, the same yesterday uh-huh. and today. And today. And forever.
0: And and what? Forever. And forever. Now the verse I wanted was that God would never leave me nor forsaken forsaken me, but that's cool right there. That'll work. He says, read that verse again by Same one.
1: Jesus Christ the same. Yes, the same.
0: Stop right there. He's the same when? Yesterday. Past tense. He's the same what?
1: Yesterday. Read. And today. And forever. Hold on. Hold on.
0: Present tense. So what he did for David he can still do for you and, and me. He's the same yesterday. Today and what? And for evermore. But God will never leave you. Nor will he forsaken you. Future tense. Information. Based upon those information. Should cause you and I. To trust God. In closing. We ought to seek the rulership of God. We ought to seek, seek the rulership of God. Seek the rulership. We ought not be like the Gentiles who seek after those things that are perishing. I want to seek the ruleship of God based upon my relationship with God. I want to seek rulership of God based upon my friendship of God. I want to seek the rulership of God based upon my partnership with God. I want to seek the rulership of God based upon the friendship. god and god says when you seek me first when you seek the rule ship first your ship will always have food in it your ship will always have something to drink your ship the people on it will always have something to wear if you seek after me first and perform righteous acts god says it is upon me to make sure that all that you need you will have. Somebody say now, what about what about that Lambo? God ain't say nothing about no Lambo. You're gonna have to work for that Lambo. Are you here yeah, 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 you got to work for that Lambo. <coughs> God said, I'm gonna provide you with you need. Now, God does bless some with Lambos and all that stuff. But when he bless you with Lambos, it's not for you to keep more for yourself. It's for you to help bless somebody else. The more you have, the more you have, too much is given, much is required. If I ain't got a lot, I ain't got to share. Because I ain't got it to share. But what you have. You share it. and everybody got something to share. Information that has been provided. I can trust God. We don't even have to look at the illustrations. The information is enough. We don't have to look at the presented invitation. The information is enough. God has provided us with all of the information we need. Church, you don't need nothing else. If you're lost today, if you need to come to Jesus today, if you need to be part of the church today, if you need to wash your sins away today, if you need to say, I want to start over, I want a brand new life, whether you're young, whether you're middle-aged, whether you're old, today is your day. You don't have to wait for tomorrow or next week. Tomorrow is not promised. Next week is not promised. Next month is not promised. You might be in a coma next month and can't think and can't speak for yourself. Today do it while the blood is running in your veins. And why are you still coherent? Because you don't know what the future holds. But I can trust God. I can trust God. I can trust God. If you need to do it today, I pray God you walk up when we sing this song. and You say today I'm going to come to Jesus. I'm going to baptize in water, wash all my sins all of it away. And I'm going to become a member of the Lord's church and I'm going to start seeking him first and living out his righteousness and watch the blessings of God come upon your life. If you're a child of God, and you're saying that you need to make some things right before it's eternally too late, why don't you say, I'm coming, I'm coming. As we together stand, and we together sing the invitation song, why don't you come, why don't you come? I get it. The cleansing. Why don't you say, I'm coming today.